In episode 14, the makers of the Two Star Podcast staged a game of the popular sport cock or ball. The International Court of Arbitration has since ruled this game was unlicensed and unsanctioned. The makers of the Two Star Podcast accept the court's ruling and apologise to the sports governing body, the International Federation of Cock or Ball, and their sponsors Adidas, DHL and Frey Bentos. Disciplinary action has been taken against the staff members responsible, and all proceeds from episode 14 have been donated to the Federation's approved charity, the Cock or Ball Foundation for Kids Without Cocks and or Balls. We would now like to draw a line under this affair and focus on bringing our audience the entertaining, uncontroversial podcasts they expect and deserve. Hi, I'm Orlando Bloom and you're listening to Two Star Podcast. What up, peeps? Uh, this shit is the Two Star Podcast. I'm G-Unit and I'm here with my homies A-Dog and D-Man. Sup, players? Sup. How's it been going for you in the last two weeks of your lives? I've I've been trying to fill the void left by not being recording this podcast for the last two weeks. Masturbation, then? Yeah, I tried. It, it just it wasn't the same. It is rubbish, isn't it, compared to this? Yeah. Mm. What have you been doing, Dan? I have, we can talk about this later, played a Mega game, which is great fun. A Mega Drive game? Not quite. Oh. Something much geekier. Oh, was this the... Um, what the hell is it called? Watch the Skies? Yeah. Yes, yeah, I, I saw some people tweeting about it. Yeah, yeah it was really cool. Um, yes. And surprisingly, I wasn't drunk for any of it. So what is this game? So basically, it's like playing a board game except with 400 people in a massive hall in Camden. Um, so I was pretending to be the Indian um, Minister of Defence. Seemed appropriate after last week. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I thought of that. Um, Yes, uh, and I was uh, on a team with a bunch of other... Well, a bunch of Irish people pretending also to be Indians of various flavours and stuff. And yes, we had to sort of defend India, shoot down UFOs, and um, deal with mistrustful Chinese and Pakistanis and um, engage in world diplomacy and try not to die to the aliens. That sounds pretty racist. Yeah. Eh, it, it, it was... There was... Okay, apart from the fact that, you know, there were like five women and 300 yeah, men there. It was women aren't diverse. a race, Dan. I, I was going for diversity in general. There's more to diversity than just race. Are there any gays? Um, I don't know. I didn't ask. You should have asked. That's How not... are you supposed to hit your diversity quotas if yeah. you don't check these things? Jesus Christ, Dan. Well, I presume there was, a qu- there was a questionnaire and you have to tick the box. So I presume everyone knew and understood and um, had done the sums beforehand. A gay okay. icon such as yourself, not asking if there are any gay people there. Well, because I was a gay, I'm a, I'm a gay icon. I kind of expected them to come up to me and like idolise me or something. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't. So there weren't any gay. So people yeah, maybe there. it wasn't diverse. Oh god, yeah. maybe I'm yeah. giving my name to a, a a homophobic. Oh god, this is terrible. I'm gonna have to like bring twenty, thirty, fifty gay people to the next one, which is gonna be challenging because I don't know fifty gay people. But I'm sure I can find some. I am a gay icon. You're gonna have to get on Grinder. Yeah, if you start planning now, you'll be fine. <laughs> oh yes. We probably have 30 or 50 gay listeners. Feel free to come around to that. What is it? They're going to your your house at the weekend? No, no, no. Oh, no, okay. no. No, they're going to Watch the Skies 3. Right. It'll be really diverse at people. Oh, that sounds like tremendous fun. It will be, yes. Hmm. So what have you been up to? Not a huge amount. I've been quite sad because Terry Pratchett died. And yes. I think it is bullshit that we have to live in a world where Terry Pratchett is now dead. Yeah, it's not the greatest, is it? Yeah. So, uh... That was very sad. I, I have to admit, I, I had a, a passing worry that Mini Cat Mark II was actually a secret attempt to clone Terry Pratchett or similar, but um, I don't think that's true. I don't think I'm uh, I'm worthy of 
such greatness, to be honest. Fair enough. So uh, yeah, that was that was very sad. He had a very big influence on my outlook and uh, whatnot. But let's keep it light. Um, I have been considering that the word crisps is very fun and satisfying to say. It is. It is. And and Americans don't really get to say it. No, that's true. I hadn't even thought of that. They don't deserve it. Well, they no, don't they... have. It's weird. They don't have crisps. They don't use crisps as a word to describe crisps because they're weird and they call them chips. But they don't use crisps for anything else, so it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you have to say potato chips, so they know you don't mean chip. Well, no, because they don't even call chips chips, do they? No, I don't. That's again. Why do they call them potato chips? What other chips are they trying to different? Wood chips, perhaps. But like, I think you can take it as read that if you're eating them, they're not wood chips. Well, you can well, get all sorts of those weird posh chips made out of like rutabagas and stuff, beetroots, you know. Oh, I, I had some um, parsnip and carrot yeah. and beetroot crisps because I went to Pret a Manger, so now I'm uh, a ponce. Exactly. Oh, I see. So, okay. So, but they were they were only invented last year. Yeah, there's not a massive market in the US for artisanal crisps. No, I would imagine certainly not at the point that it was determined that they should start calling them chips and specify potato chips. So, um, the news of the day. Um, it is Wednesday, maybe the 25th of uh, March, and that's plausible. And he's gone after much speculation. Um, The others have said they'll carry on, but I mean, who knows if they can? And uh, it's a very sad, very sad time for everyone, really. What's your take on this, Daniel? Well, obviously, as a massive 1D fan, um, I I was heartbroken. Oh, Um, you were in my punchline. Sorry. (laughs) I was was making out that we were talking about Clarkson, and I was going to pull the old bait and switch on you, and you'd look like a right dick, but now I do. So thanks for that. (laughs) The problem is, though, that I have to admit I know what One Direction is and am sufficiently au fait with them to know that one of them has left. I can well, probably name three others. There's Harry and Liam and I want to say Ron. That doesn't sound plausible. There can't be a pop star called Ron. That just doesn't work. Alan. Even worse. Gareth. It's like having a pop star called Chris. Stuart. Chris Martin was just ridiculous. Hmm. I, I have to say, I... I saw a thing that was linked to on Twitter, which was a selection of reactions from, from One Direction fans to the loss of Zane. But my favourite was probably the Instagram picture of somebody crying with the comment, uh, listening to Half a Heart, which I presume is one of their songs, while crying in my 1D wardrobe. Oh, wow. <laughs> a One Direction wardrobe. I don't know whether that's like an actual like One Direction branded wardrobe that they sell. Or whether it's just like a normal wardrobe that has been turned into a custom like One Direction wardrobe, like inside, like it looks like a normal wardrobe, and then you open it and it's like a One Direction experience. Well, one way of that is the greatest piece of merchandising of all time. Yes. The second is the something that a killer would have for yes. keeping One Direction in the wardrobe. Mm. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Like it's it's oh, it's yes. a play, it's, it's been prepared for yeah. holding one direction. Maybe he's left the band because he's locked in her wardrobe. Or because he found out about the wardrobe and he needs to get yeah. the fuck out of there. Probably it's, look it's... at making a two star podcast wardrobe then. <laughs> once we've got our um Kickstarter for the, the bacon sandwich done. We, we can move on to Kickstarter well, mark two. You say you say we got it done. It's probably a good opportunity for an update because obviously it's the, the Kickstarter is still running. It's live now. It um, took it took a week to get it live, and I had to take a photograph of my driving license to send to Kickstarter. That's a bit 
identity theft but Although, on. Kickstarter require that you can drive in order to submit Kickstarters to them. Yeah, it's, it's an odd requirement, but, you know, that's just... You have to drive to their office to collect your cheque. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So they want to make sure in advance, because otherwise they'd have the money and no way to get it to you. They're, they're fed yeah. up of people ringing them from the station asking, is there a bus? Because there isn't. It really poor transport links. No, it makes, it makes a lot of sense. Fair enough. But, you know, it's it's cheaper office space out there. Yes, yeah, so uh, so the Kickstarter is alive, and we've I can give you the address. It's uh, kickstarter.com slash projects slash 203504564 Da, uh, slash make dash and dash eat dash uh dash beef dash bacon dash sandwich. So a snappy URL Rolls there. Off the yeah, mm. uh, we've linked to it from Twitter and Facebook and from our internet website. So I'm sure you can find it. There's no excuse really, and we we already have one backer. Excellent. That's one more than I was expecting. Uh, and it is a woman. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah. yeah, a female person has backed us, her name is Jo, and I suggested that maybe you could fry an egg for her, as is your want. Mm. Uh, but she can't eat eggs, I assume, because of a terrible shitting uh, incident. <laughs> I, I, I just assumed it was a traumatic egg-related incident as a child, but well, it would, much more plausible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one and the same thing. Yeah, so um, apparently uh, fried eggs and her don't, don't mix. That's not going to stop me frying an egg for her. I, I will chase her around with a fried egg to see what happens. But I did put as a disclaimer that no nobody who picks that level of backing can come to my house if we deem them to be a mental, and I'm afraid I do deem her to be a mental. So I'll put it in oh. a I'll put it in an airtight container and post it to her. No, that makes sense. I'll back you up on that. Yeah. Uh, but originally, I only had one person allowed to do that, and then I figured out how to make that unlimited. So. As many people as pledge us £4 will get a beef bacon sandwich made for them. Excellent. Fantastic. Um, it's also worth mentioning that, um, as, a, as a slight addition to this, that somebody that I follow on Twitter has actually had beef bacon. Shut <gasps> the front door. Like, recently. How what? did we not lead off with this? Well, Adam, I, tell us more. Well, somebody that I follow on Twitter has had some beef bacon. They went to a restaurant in Cambridge. which A restaurant? Does... Yeah. Holy shit beans. And they had beef bacon and described it as smoking hot deliciousness. Wow. Awesome. So I think, you know, we are in for a treat. Maybe I need to put a stretch goal that will cover our train fares to Cambridge. That would be quite a stretch, but it's worth trying. And then we wouldn't have to turn my George Foreman grill on. Yeah, but that would somewhat invalidate the necessity of buying the bacon in the first place because we just go to the restaurant. Yeah, but we'll love it so much that we won't ever want to eat anything else. Like I imagine, and this is just speculation, but they probably won't be impressed if you turn up with your own packs of beef bacon and ask if they'll cook them for you. But you could do that with any other restaurant as long as they didn't sell beef bacon, which is every other restaurant in the world. Couldn't you barter the beef bacon for some of the beef bacon and the rest of the food that goes with the beef bacon? Because they're bound to want beef bacon because it, cause it's apparently awesome. And you can't buy it, except well, but, off of uh, well, dodgy websites. Well, hence why it'll have great barter value. I do have some mild reservations about buying meat off the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, true. But have you ever bought a supermarket value pack of meat of any kind? Well, I have. And I know that logically it wouldn't be any worse. But I think buying meat from the internet is is something that I... That's a line I thought I'd never cross. Yeah, but you know... Quite well with um, my little news item at the bottom. But... um... God... (laughs) 
That's that's an interesting segue, but let's see where you go with it. Oh, okay, yeah, well, uh, Dan, no, no, you've, that, that was, that was... you've got a health report for us, I believe. Yes, so um, news from the, from the wide world of health. Um, surgeons in South Africa have just performed the world's first penis transplant. So I was initially quite impressed with that, and then I was absolutely horrified, because you fundamentally got someone else's Johnson stitched on to your bits. And not for the first time. <laughs> well, perhaps not in my case, but I'm sure it would be a new experience for, for you two. Why did uh, why did the recipient need a new wanger? And why did the donor not need it anymore? I presume well, I it was, it was some... dead. Well, yeah, but like I think the donor was dead or became okay. a monk. Um, but yes, the um, I think the guy had had some sort of horrible circumcision accident. Fucking hell! <laughs> I, yes, never get circumcised. Um, oh, that's yes, that's and... the second most upsetting phrase in the English language, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> What's the first? Spastic colon. <laughs> okay, for oh, that wind. Oh, oh, now I'm sad. But yes, um, is you know, is masturbating with someone else's penis technically gay sex? Are, well, are you allowed to do sex to your girlfriend with someone else's penis? I I don't know the answer to these questions. Well, I, mean, I guess I guess technically, at the point that it's sewn on to you, it's sort of your penis. Well, but is it? Well, bear in mind that there's a, a fetish which I've been reliably informed exists of doing a poo in a condom and freezing it and then using it as a dildo. <laughs> what? I think having sex with a transplanted penis isn't the most fucked up thing that goes on in a world. Who reliably informed you of this? <laughs> a guy I used to work with. Did he do it? Or... I... I I consider myself fairly terrifyingly well-versed in the d- bowels of the internet, and that's a new one on me. What's it called? It's got a proper name. <laughs> I bet it has. Of course it does. How could it not? Yes, just Google it. Why don't I try an image search while you're at it? Oh, that's not a bad idea. Uh, <laughs> well, Urban Dictionary has got it. I'm just under frozen turd dildo. <laughs> oh, it must be real, then, if it's on Urban Dictionary. Uh, also known as the Lumpy Lad. Um... <laughs> Alaskan pipeline. <laughs> this is awful. The thing is, to be fair, Urban Dictionary is largely an opportunity for people to come up with silly euphemisms for things that somebody else has decided is real. Well, apparently, uh, Lisa Stansfield used a frozen turd as a dildo. According to who? A forum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some guy on the internet. Well, it's that's been published, so it's technically not slander for me to say that. You need to allegedly... I think, is that right, Dan? Uh, we'll find out. I'm just reporting what someone said. As long as you take the Have I Got News For You approach and just put allegedly in it somewhere, you're fine. Say allegedly a lot now, Graham. If you search for frozen turd dildo, there are seven seven results on the first page related to Lisa Stansfield. So this is a thing. I'm I'm not wholly happy about that, I'll I'll be honest. There's another link that says it's called space docking, which is what the guy I work with said it was called. But I think space docking is something different. Isn't space see, docking doesn't seem horrifying? Like a, yeah, it doesn't seem like it fits. The naming doesn't... No. no. That's an unfortunate turn of phrase there, Adam. Space docking, as I understand it, is where you pull your foreskin quite wide and another man puts his knob in it. That just sounds painful. But more like space docking than... Yeah. A frozen poo. Well, there is the frozen spaces coal element to the poo thing, I suppose. Oh, that's true. Speaking of poo, mm-hmm. what's the worst poo you've ever done? I don't know, but I've, I've never brought down an airliner with one. No, have you done? 
I haven't, and I count it as my loss, frankly. Yeah. Did you hear about this uh, in the news this week? I did. It was I did. Quite I was amazing. really upset actually because I was thinking I need some content for this. Yes, what an amazing story. Oh, fuck, Graham's got there first. Mm. Anyway, so for anyone who hasn't heard, um, a British Airways flight was forced to turn around because of a smelly poo. It was uh, a plane heading from Heathrow to Dubai, a seven-hour flight, and they were about ten minutes in, and the pilot came on and said, there's quite a pungent smell coming from the toilets. Uh, he said, it's liquid faecal excrement, uh, and they had to turn the plane around and go home. So presumably that was one of the passengers. Now, if it was in the first ten minutes, they probably hadn't turned off the seatbelt signs yet, so they must have gone before takeoff. Oh no! Sorry, it says the plane. Well, the the plane had been airborne for thirty minutes. Oh, okay. So it's possible then that somebody waited until the earliest moment they could possibly go and, and then it. fucking ran. Like that. <laughs> if they had that brewing inside them, they would be uncomfortable during takeoff. The problem is, surely you you'd know because you're not going to get it all out, are you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be the one who pops back in for another, and then. Uh, <laughs> And they say, no, we've we've been forbidden from landing at Heathrow because of the smell. <laughs> On the upside, at least, no one's going to freeze it and use it as a dildo. <laughs> yes, let's look on the bright side. That's something I consider every time I have one is, could somebody freeze this? Well, I, I, I didn't until today, but I think I will every time afterwards. Well, you will do. I have to say, yeah. it's, it's got to have been pretty substantial if they decided that like, it was a serious hazard for, like, a seven-hour flight, and they had to return to Heathrow. Mm. And that's that's the kind of thing you would be proud of. Like, if that was you, and you, you'd managed to, like, basically ground an airliner, like, you'd probably own up to that. I think you'd tell all your friends when you got home. Well, okay, yes, you probably wouldn't stand <laughs> up on the plane and go, yeah, that was me. Yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry, lads. But whoever that person is, we need. how do you get a flight manifest? Uh, I think you have to be law enforcement or a oh. terrorist, oh, or or work for an airline. Okay. Mm. So how do we become? What's the easiest? Probably a terrorist, isn't it? Uh, there's less less kind of prerequisites for for mm. terrorism than law enforcement, definitely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, should we declare jihad on the man? What or lady? Let's not. No, a lady couldn't bring down an airliner with a poo. I don't know. Mm. I know you're just that's that that's what they want you to think. Last time Gemma was pregnant, I did a fart that smelled so bad she had to go and be sick. <laughs> Congratulations. Were you on that flight by any chance? No. That was the proudest moment of my life. <laughs> well, got to have goals. Yeah. Uh, we've now got a thing a listener made. It is the official remix for episode 13. Uh, it comes from Christopher and Dorset, and I will play it for you now. Right, shall we begin? Dan! Uh, Dan! You ponce. <laughs> International gay icon Dan the Polar Bear Mercer. Yes, I. That would be me. It's podcast day, Dan. I completely forgot we were doing this one. What? I did a poo in Asda. If I was in any way a competent lawyer, I'd be advising you to shut up right now. So I have to ask a terrible question, Graham. So you've done anything else apart from theft and poo? Stealing a, a drug addict's um, organs in return for a, a bag of drugs. I can't be the only person who has done that. Would you like me to go on, Adam? <laughs> I'd rather you didn't. Anyway. No, I've got to. <laughs> I don't know what those are, but carry on. Uh, we had some listener feedback. Birmingham's a shithole. <laughs> that was from Christopher in Dorset. 
fantastic. That was. Uh, I am slightly worried. You've just confessed to quite a lot of crimes by accident that I don't think we'd realised we committed. But apart from that, it was really cool. I mean, it was all technically our own words, so mm, it's a bit worrying. I'm mm. pretty sure it wouldn't stand up in court. Mm. I am a really bad lawyer. I exactly, out. we'll be good. Yeah, I think if um, if you lose a court case because your lawyer is bad, I think the lawyer has to do the sentence, don't they? That's the way it works. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that's not right, but I'm you're a bad, bad lawyer. lawyer. You wouldn't know, exactly. Yeah. What mm. would you know? Yeah. And on the subject of uh, listener feedback, we've had some haiku for poetry corner. Ooh, so, uh, Danfan625 has been back in contact with two haiku. Let's start with the less terrifying one. <laughs> okay. Adam P. Beardwood, an entire line taken up, a poet's worst nightmare. It's very good, actually. It's got the right number of syllables, which makes it haiku. So, yes, hmm. that counts. Then there's this one, which is, If I met Daniel, I would cook him some bacon made from his own flesh. How does one get a restraining order? Uh, you're a lawyer, mate. He's yeah. a bad lawyer. Oh. I think I'm going to have to do quite a lot of research quite quickly. But on the other hand, great, great, great haikuing, DanFan625. I'm I'm super impressed and not at all terrified. Yeah. I had a random thought today while I was at work. Oh, yeah. How did people cope with going to the toilet in, like, public toilets and work toilets and what have you before the invention of the Dyson Airblade hand dryer? Because oh. I, I was forced to use a, a like, old-style hand dryer today because there was somebody else using the Dyson one that was in the toilets and it was akin to an asthmatic lightly breathing on my hands but also cold uh, as if possibly they were dead um, and I estimate it would have taken two to three hours to dry my hands with it hmm. You were in a dark place at work today weren't you? Uh, I am most days Fair enough. As in we literally don't have any windows in our office <laughs> Right, okay that's more uh, for the benefit of people not being able to see in. No, fair point. I'm going to risk ostracising myself from decent, hard-working people, but I think uh, Dyson Airblade is crap. Really? Yeah, I think it's the, uh, just a shit hand dryer. All it seems to do is mean you have slightly clammy but cold hands, whereas old ones are at least warm. Um, it is warm. Bullshit. Every one that I've used is. Apart from the one at uh, Queen Elizabeth Hospital in Birmingham, which was fucked and was blowing cold air. Well, that's the only one I use. Oh, well, that explains it then. All right. Mm. Well, I think they're rubbish anyway. I quite like them, but I tend to just use paper towels because... What? what weirdo. Uh, I know. I just uh, I just leave my hands wet. Also, I'm not sure to shake hands with lots of people straight afterwards. You know when um, people go for a piss and then they just leave the bathroom without washing their hands? Hmm. Fuck is wrong with these people? Yeah, it's a bit weird. I don't understand. I think if you're in a pub, I think it's fair enough to go up and uh, just tell everybody near them that they just did a piss and didn't wash their hands. I think that's. I think you're legally required to do that. In fact, aren't you? Could well be. You might as well go and work on that basis and tell them I told you so, and then um, if anyone gets in trouble over it, it'll be me. I'm bloody miles away. All right, fair enough. Uh, nobody is called Rupert. Rupert Bear. Don't count. It's not a real person. Yeah. Rupert Grint, the guy from Harry Potter. I suppose he's not real either, is he? Fuck off with your Rupert Grint, Jesus. Come on, give me a proper Rupert. You can't, there isn't one. Eh, no, there's not many, are there? No, there's not any. any. There's none. Come on, think of a Rupert who exists. All I can think of is Rupert Bear, Rupert Everett and Rupert Murdoch, and apparently they're not real. No, none of them count. No, they're real, they just don't count. Okay, fine. 
So there aren't any Ruperts. And you wouldn't have a baby called Rupert. Well, all no. the um, all the like old names are coming back. My um, second cousin or something is called Bertie. Oh, and, that's you not know, right, Bertie. Berties are eighty. That's how it works. Yeah. Bertie flew in the Second World War. Bertie is not a toddler. That's that's just silly. So many names don't work for babies. Like you can't have little baby Alan. Little baby Clive. Ah, oh, this is my new baby. His name's Keith. <laughs> how do how do these grown ups get there? They must just spawn at the age of seven. There's probably a factory of Keiths that just spit out middle aged IT professionals. Yeah. That churn clone them out and then sort of capture them and reprocess them when they turn like 60. This is my little baby. His name's Nigel. Just Why doesn't do that to a child? just doesn't make sense. No. Have you been playing any computer games? We haven't talked about computer games for a while. I, I have. Um, I, I did yesterday, in fact. Well done. I, <laughs> I, I, I played uh, Life is Strange. Okay. Which what, is an ad- adventure game... In the same, it's a similar sort of thing to all the Telltale ones, like Walking Dead, and oh, yes. but it's it's like it's by a completely different company, um, and it's kind of good because I kind of got bored of the Telltale ones because they're all basically the same but in a different setting, mm. and uh, they just they don't seem like nothing you do ever seems to make a difference. Like you just periodically get offered one of two choices, and then. Basically, the same thing probably happens anyway. Yeah, um, it says he will remember that, and then he might have a slightly different line of dialogue at a later yeah. date. Um, I mean, it's only it's only on the second episode, so I don't know how well they'll do the thing, but they've done quite a good job of having lots of different stuff that can or cannot happen depending on things that you do, places that you go, stuff that you find, um, and the kind of the hook is that the main character has the ability to rewind time, which is something that they discover in the first episode. So it's actually, it's not just a gameplay mechanic, it's a thing that they discover they can do, Um, which actually is kind of cool because it means you can go back and, like, swap choice that you've made, like, but just that last choice that you made, basically. So you spend the whole time agonising over which was the right one, rather than the telltale thing of, like, you have ten seconds to pick one. Pick it now, even though you don't know what the consequences will be. Mm. Um, whereas this time, with this, you actually kind of feel like you've made the decision you want to, but you still think it was probably the wrong one because maybe you should have gone with the other instead. Mm. Um, the only downside to it is that the dialogue is pretty terrible. It's basically what you would imagine a bunch of 30-year-old men. So sort of us. Imagine us writing dialogue for like 18-year-old girls. Well, that's tricky because that would be amazing, obviously. Well, obviously in our case, but imagine anyone else of sort yeah, of our age yeah. trying any thirty-year-old uh, yeah, men trying to write dialogue as if it's eighteen-year-old girls, um, which means some of it does come off as pretty terrible. Mm. But mm. otherwise, it seems fun. Mm. Do you say is it made by Telltale or is it? Just no, it's a not. It's made by thing. a company called Don't Nod. Okay. Uh, who are a French studio? Uh, I believe. Ah. I uh, I know, but I believe. Let me just check. Um, that they their previous game was Remember Me. Oh right, yeah. Uh, let's see. Yes, it was. So their their first game was Remember Me. I've been playing Cities Skylines, which is um, a sort of SimCity clone, but is quite a lot better than SimCity. Well, the last SimCity. That's not difficult. Um, Poops frozen into dildos are better than the last SimCity. Yeah, because the, the last SimCity did pretty much everything wrong. Mm. But then it did a few things right, and the bits that it did right were really good. And this one 
does most things right, but it doesn't have anything that's sort of that stand out that some of the mechanics on SimCity, once you got past the servers not working and the tiny little space you could have for your city, there was a lot of fun with it and then the progress was quite good. There were sort of goals to aim for and this one is more like SimCity 2000, which is just, here you go, build a city, mm. which is fine, but after you've been playing it for a while you start to think, I'm not really achieving anything. It's nice to have a few goals to do, whereas this one is just you grow the population a little bit more and then you unlock something else which you're not really bothered about. So it's yeah, it's, it's fun. It's 20 quid on Steam. It's definitely worth that. Mm. But between that and SimCity, if, there is a good game in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah I think the last, the last one I did was, uh, was SimCity 2000. I didn't actually play uh, SimCity 3 or SimCity 3000, wasn't it? SimCity 4 or the more recent SimCity, which by all accounts was, well, fundamentally broken from the get-go. Um, yeah, pretty But I think much. this is quite a small studio, isn't it? It's like mm. yeah. 12 people yeah. or something that made it. So, yeah. you know, by that scale, it's quite impressive. Mm. And they're not subtle in that it is a clone of the last oh, SimCity. Oh, no, no, I saw. It, it very much looks like it. Mm. Um, but, you know, EA have got rid of Maxis, so they're obviously not bothered. Um, but, it is, yeah, it's quite good fun. And it supports mods as well, which SimCity didn't, yeah. which is nice. So I've put in the Pantheon next door to a statue from Skyrim. Nice. Uh, next to Stark Industries Tower. Awesome. Because that's how we do things in my city. Oh, sounds, right. sounds like the kind of place you want to live. Mm. Yeah. Dan, have you been playing a game? Um, I've been playing that many recently. I've played a bit of um, Shadows of Mordor, but it's all good fun. Orc Murder Simulator took 2014. I, I heard many good things about the way that you can murder orcs. Yeah, it's um, much like Skyline. It kind of it does what it says on the tin. Um, there's not a huge amount of depth to it. It's mostly just really cool ways of murdering lots and lots of orcs at once. Sometimes that's all you need. Exactly. It's, it's very cathartic, very therapeutic. Well, speaking of uh, murdering orcs, I think we are in a prime position now to make our bid for... Uh, presentership of Top Gear. Yes, that makes sense because the rest of them are going to be like they, they won't stay around now. Clarkson's out on his ass. No, they'll all go to ITV with him and make a lot of money doing it somewhere else. I would imagine. Yeah, apparently he's going so. to Netflix, which seems like well, the best place for him because it's you know, yeah, yeah. You one of you will make me cook me steak, and if it's rubbish, I'll call you lazy and Irish, shout at you for twenty minutes, and thump you. Yeah, I can live with that. If we get as much money as they did. So let's talk about cars. Adam, I'd noticed that you were driving a car that's got... Uh, talk us through this little feature. If you want to go around the corner, you've got little lights that flash on and off. What, what would you call that? Um, well, it, it's it's obviously fairly new technology. It's not available on a lot of vehicles yet. But the manufacturers that I've spoken to have high hopes for what they're calling indicators. It, oh, are you pronouncing it indicators? I, I read it and I thought it was going to be indicators. Yeah, I mean... Mm. And there seems to be some argument between the different manufacturers on the pronunciation, but most of them seem to have settled on indicators. Oh, okay, um, indicators. Now, obviously, sense. if, like me, you live in the Birmingham area, you won't be used to, to seeing these. Um, and historically, you've just had to guess when people are going to turn a corner, whether that's abruptly um, as they're going down the road or perhaps at a roundabout or a crossroads. But, but with this, um, you have some idea before it happens uh, where the person's going to turn. Hmm. It sounds pretty cool, although a bit radical. I'm not sure. I'm not sure everyone's going to take to it. 
well, it'll take a while to, to gain acceptance, as with all these things, but I think it's only a matter of time before it's, it's everywhere. Mm. And so, uh, Dan, what, what cars news do you have? Well, um, I, I'm driving a car. It's very good. It's got four wheels and some doors. Ah, so has it got four wheels? Or, as I've just found out this week, some cars have started to come out with another wheel that you just keep in the boot in case you need it. No, it, do, it doesn't have that. I, I hear that's a very new feature as well, and I, I was quite hopeful, but um, but no, it's, it's a bit new for my car. Magic tyres, though, that okay. just don't deflate. I'm not quite sure I believe them, but, you know, manufacturers are known to overinflate their claims. Is that an actual thing, or have you have you got run flats? Yeah. I took run flats off my car because they were shit. And really expensive. Well, does it not bother you that every time you go over a bump, the car just lurches six feet in that direction? Well, it's pretty much a roller skate anyway, so... And if you yeah. get a, and if you get a puncture, you'll have to pay like five times more than me to replace your tires. So that's our yeah, well, that's our hat thrown in the ring for Top Gear. Um, mm-hmm. One thing missing, and that's for me to say that uh, let's pick one. Uh, Hungarians are lazy dicks. We're shoo-ins now. I would say so. Yeah. Unfortunately, much as I may be a buffoon, Adam isn't suitably short. Oh, Shit. True. We're just gonna have to um, chop them off at knees. There's nothing. For well, you can be the you can be the stick, and we'll get a. Uh, uh, midget. Oh, I'm sure we can find. I don't some. know any midgets. No, I'm sure we can mm, find it's one. Going to be a problem. I think it's high time we done a quiz. You okay. Okay. Any particular quiz? So, it's a quiz that, uh, from his knowledge, where well, from his general knowledge, uh, the internet will attempt to guess Dan's age. Right. If I open it up in two tabs, I wonder if I can. Uh, do it for both of you at the same time. Ooh. So it's ten general knowledge questions. And then uh, the internet will give you uh, your age, and it will be entirely accurate, and that it will be your legal age from this day forward. Fantastic. I like the sound of that. Along mm. with. So they're multiple choice, so we'll start with Dan, and then we'll alternate. So, Dan, when was John Lennon shot? Was it 1970, 1980, or 1990? Mm, I'm going to say 1990. Adam? Uh, I don't want to copy Dan, so I'm going to say 1980. Question two. What are the names of Adam and Eve's eldest sons in the Bible? Adam, your choices are Cain and Abel, Jacob and Joseph, or Max and Morris. Is this going to make me like 3,000 years old or something? I think that's how that will work. Okay, Cain and Abel. And Dan? I assumed there was an Adam and Steve answer in there somewhere, so I'm a bit confused. Um, I'll go with Joseph and whoever else was with Joseph. Jacob? Yeah, him. Dan, who invented the light bulb? Was it Einstein, Edison, or Alexander Graham Bell? No, it was Nikolai Tesla. No, it was Edison. Adam, who will you say? Well, no, it was Graham Bell, obviously. He did inventing. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Question four. What is the name of the lead guitarist in the Rolling Stones? Adam, is it Keith Richards, Mick Jagger, or Brian May? Yes. All three? No, no, it's one of those. Brian May. And same question to number two. (laughs) Keith Richards. You know neither of us are going on a date with you at the end of this. No, you both are. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, you are. Dan, Oslo is the capital of Denmark, Sweden, or Norway? I have to say Norway, because my boss is Norwegian. Adam? Denmark. Adam, which is correct? The Earth revolves around the Moon, the Earth revolves around the Sun, or the Sun revolves around the Earth? Whew, that's a tricky one, but I'm going to go with the Earth revolves around the Sun. Okay, Dan? I'm going to go with the Earth, Earth revolves around me. Okay, I've put the Earth revolves around the moon. Who painted Guernica? And it's there's a picture here, which I didn't realise, um, so that's not going to work very well, but it's sort of 
I know what it looks like. There's a bull, and there's sort of a horse, and there's uh, some weird people screaming in that. I don't know if that's any help, Dan. Uh, Your options are Picasso, Van Gogh, or Da Vinci. Picasso. Adam? I'm going to copy Dan and go Picasso as well. (gasps) There's a picture of a treble clef. What is this symbol called? Is it an accidental, a treble clef, or a bass clef? I'm going to guess it's a treble clef. Well, it's not your turn. Oh, no, I think it's I think it's an accidental. Okay, and Dan, I'm sticking to my first guess. Treble clef. There we go. All right, Dan. Which Shakespeare play contains the line "To be or not to be"? That is the question. Is it Romeo and Juliet, A Midsummer Night's Dream, or Hamlet? Is it Is it Cats? I'll put A Midsummer Night's Dream for you then. Excellent. Uh, I will go with Hamlet. Okay, final question. Who played Gertie in E.T. the Extraterrestrial? Was it Drew Barrymore, Gwyneth Paltrow, or Jodie Foster? Uh, Jodie Foster. Dan? Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay, well, the results are in. One of you is considerably older than the other. So, can you guess which of you is 75? (laughs) Uh, Is it me, because I'm senile? It is. And Adam, you are 66. Am I fantastic? Yeah. So, Dan, with your general knowledge, you can't help but show other people up. Your mind is still as fit as a fiddle, and you like keep pushing yourself and learning new things. But you also have to be quite old to have the sort of knowledge you do. You know so many things that you must have lived through a lot of it to be able to keep it all in your mind. Good for you. And, Adam, you really are incredibly clever. Sure, you have quite a lot of life experience under your belt, but this would be nothing without your brilliant mind. How else would you be able to keep track of all the things you've learnt and seen? You love to share your knowledge with other people and are always looking for new ways to learn or experience something new. I can't argue with that. Oh, they've, uh, they've got you sorted there. Yeah. Mm. I thought it might tell you what the correct answers were, but it doesn't, so if you're interested, just Google it or something, I guess. Not really our problem. We're not your mother. What do you think is the best robot? Hmm. Mm, that's a hard question. Are we talking across everything ever? Just Just best robot. It's not a difficult question. Best robot. I'm What's the best robot? Going for the robot of the Beastie Boys video for Intergalactic. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, that is the best robot. You're right. Yep. Mm. I was thinking Johnny Five from Short Circuit. I, I was I was thinking uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger from Terminator Two. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think he's not the best. Do you see him um, interviewing Lewis Hamilton on the podium at the end of the Grand Prix? Yes. That was weird. I didn't understand why that happened, but I'm very glad it did. I hope he does all of them now. Uh, make a change from Martin Brundle. Yeah, presumably he helped uh, Hamilton lift that ridiculous gold chain onto his shoulders as well. <laughs> Once a bodybuilder, always a bodybuilder, I guess. I guess so. Anyway, uh, yeah, so that is a good robot from the Beastie Boys. Well done. Um, mm. But I'll tell you what is not the best robot, and mm-hmm. that is the wardrobes out of Interstellar. I have not see, seen I Interstellar. Seen film yet. Okay, well, let me explain to you what the wardrobes look, uh, what the robots look like. They look like wardrobes. They do look like wardrobes. Are they One Direction they wardrobes? No, they're not even that good. They're just crappy wardrobes. <laughs> they look like server racks, and instead of like having arms or legs like a normal robot, they just sort of can bits of them tilt in slightly different directions, so they can walk. Well, no, it's not even walking; they just sort of drift along. It's fucking ridiculous. So what, it's what, basically what, like, you know, when you're trying to move some furniture and you have to kind of crab walk it. Yeah, pretty you much. You can't see people who's lifting what's, it what's up. What's the point of the... What, what do they do? What, what's their purpose? They're just robots on the mission. They're just AI. Why, why are they there? Like, why would you bring robots that were shit with you? 
well, just in case you need to hang your shirts, I suppose. Yeah. But it's it's lost somewhat if you haven't seen Interstellar, but I think it's fair to say they pretty much ruined the film for me. Hmm. Yeah, I can understand that. And also, Memento, the Batman trilogy, um, the Prestige, and uh, Inception ruined that. Um, That's pretty and, sad, because I love Inception. Well, you won't if you see these fucking shit robots. I'll make sure not to. Yeah, don't. I'll have to watch it now. If you're making a mm. sci-fi film, the one of the easiest things to get right is the robots. And he yeah. fucked it. Yeah. Um, it's embarrassing. You know wombats? No, yeah. They do poo that is the shape of a cube. Would this not have been more relevant during our earlier poo discussions? Yeah. I was like, say, you, you couldn't make a very good dildo out of that. No. Do they have like a, a square bumhole? I don't know. Probably. Can you have square bum holes? Well, I guess well, you must be able to. You must be able to, yeah. Cause well, because otherwise, yeah, yeah, it wouldn't come out square. Yeah. yeah. I guess they use them as dice. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Hmm. Speaking of shit, oh, you yeah. know the, mm-hmm. the general election? Oh, yeah. yeah. What is coming up in the UK for those people who may not be in the UK? Um, well, you know they're having these debates? Yeah. Hmm. Well, well, they're having debates about the debates. Yeah, they've kind of got a bit silly now, and... I, it's reached the point where I was listening to it on the radio the other morning as they were announcing how all the debates were going to go, and it kind of reminded me of the stupid situation that we've now got to with pre-orders for games, where mm. there are like 12 different versions of the game that you can pre-order, and they all have different combinations of things, but most of them are mutually exclusive, which means you can't get all of them by buying one thing. So it's like, if you want to have the all of the, the people debating in one thing, then you've got to have the ITV debate. And if you want to mm. have five of the people debating, well, that's the BBC debate. And if you want to see Ed Miliband or David Cameron talking, but not at the same time because they don't like each other, then you can watch the programme on Sky News and Channel 4. Um, and apparently various people will be independently appearing on question time where they'll be asked questions, but they won't be on together because they don't want to talk to each other. And if you want to see actually people debating things rather than just kind of avoiding talking to each other, uh, you're out of luck. It sounds a bit teenage, doesn't it? It's really childish. Like, the mm. whole point, like, the whole thing last time was supposed to be, oh, look, we're going to have these debates. Oh, look, here are the three party leaders. They can actually have a reasonable debate and you can ask them a question. You can get three people to answer and it's probably reasonable that you can make an assessment as to what their position is. When you've got seven people taking part, it's not a debate. It's just pointless because either it goes on for like 12 hours or you only get through about three questions because no one gets or everyone gets like a 10 seconds to answer. And then it's like, well, here's debate, but the leaders of the two parties that are one of which is going to be the majority party, aren't actually going to debate each other because, I don't know, they don't like being in the same room because one of them smells a bit. I don't know. I haven't met any of them personally. Um, it just do you know isn't... They should, no. They, they should have, instead of debates, they should make them all do Gladiator. You remember way oh, back from the 90s? Dress them all up in spandex and have the audience shout at them while they're doing the silly thing where they jump across the, the hoops or whack each other with the silly rubber sticks and stuff. No, they should It'll do the brilliant. one with they should do the one with the massive metal balls. They should do sky sky track, the big scale electric on the ceiling. No, nah, they should do yes. the rings. They should have to do the rings. The rings, yeah. Hang tough, yeah. Yeah, hang tough. Yeah. Um and then right at the end, 
in order to decide like who gets to lead a coalition, they should all have to run up the travelator. Yeah. And the first one to the top, and who then swings through the, the paper target, gets to lead a government uh, in the next uh, parliamentary session. So who would you have as the gladiators? Mm, that's a tough one. I guess, I guess it had to be. It would have to be like TV news presenters. So Paxman you know, yeah, and uh, Dimbleby. Yeah. Can you imagine Paxman doing the hang tough thing and just launching himself at David Cameron and bear hugging him until he falls onto the ground? <laughs> what was the he what was the one with the um with the giant cotton buds called? Jewel. Yeah, it was just Jewel, wasn't it? Yeah, they should definitely they should definitely have that as well. Mm. Just instead of instead of having the like the one on one debate between Cameron and Miliband, they should just stick them on podiums with massive bats and have them twat each other until one of them falls off. You wouldn't want to come no, up you against see, Jeremy Vine, would you? I'm now imagining Stewart no. beating the crap no. out of um, Ed Miliband. I think that would be brilliant. Yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah. Mm, Trevor McDonald would, uh, he, he'd be sort of wolf, just an old yes. man who's in there for comedy value. Who would, be, who would be the referee, though? John Anderson. Jeremy Clarkson's not doing anything. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, but he would unfairly favour David Cameron. Yeah, no, no, I think John oh, has yeah. to do it, you're right. Do you think we could get um, John Fashion and Ulrika Johnson to present it? I can't imagine oh, they're doing much amazing. else. Amazing. Because I, I, I currently have no desire to watch any of these TV debates other than out of a, a sense of kind of morbid curiosity. But mm. if it was more like Gladiators, I would definitely fucking watch it. Probably solve the deficit if everyone sold rotten fruit and we got to throw it at people as well. Mm. That, that would pretty much pay off that however many hundred billion it is we're in debt. I like I think, these ideas. I think, I think we've just solved politics, guys. This is a big moment for the Two Star Podcast. And on that bombshell... Aha, I see what you did there. That's, a, that's called a callback, Dan. Oh, I'm impressed. Yeah, it's very good. So, I think we've gone on enough. Uh, yeah. We'll let we'll let these people go. You you were free to leave. Thank you for your time. You will not be compensated. Oh, oh yeah, back us on Kickstarter, or, or we'll come around in your house and shout, why didn't you back us on Kickstarter? There's few yeah. enough of you that we can. It also occurred to me, should, should we do the thing that podcasts do of giving people our personal Twitters if they want to follow us personally, in addition to the podcast, which obviously they should already know because we don't give out links to the podcast. Can do, I don't care. Yeah. Fantastic. That's that's the kind of enthusiasm that I've come to associate with the Two Star Podcast. Fuck them. If they want to follow us, they'll figure it out. They're bright enough. Okay, follow the underscore spad. Don't follow the rest of us. You're not welcome. <laughs> Fantastic. Right, anyway, enough of this bullshit. Fuck off. Bye. 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 A dash, a dash, a dash, a dash, beef, 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 a dash, a dash, a dash, a dash, bacon dash sandwich, bacon dash sandwich, beef dash, beef dash, beef dash, beef dash. I do have some mild reservations about buying meat off the internet. <laughs> <laughs>